Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AM, PM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was watching a magic act and this guy was a master at making things disappear. Like big things that just seemed impossible to make disappear right in front of me. And while I was watching him make these things vanish, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey guys, Manny Coates here and I am joined by my good buddy, Norman Farrar. How are you doing, Norm? Good, how are you? I am excellent because this is week in review or what week in review, not weekend review. <laughs> Although most people will probably be watching or listening to this on the weekend. But yeah, lots of cool stuff that's happened in the last uh, week or so. And that's what we talk about on the show is, you know, the new things that a lot of people might not know about. And I always go to you because you have your ear everywhere. You got your little spies and I want to hear what they've told you. So, All right. Yeah. So if you're ready, I mean, we like to just jump right in and get into this. Where would you like to start? You got some good stuff. Yeah. Like right off the bat, it's a minor thing, but it's pretty cool. The extended brand content um, or enhanced brand content has got a whole new look and feel. So I don't know why, but they've called them all by flowers like rose, lilac, um, orchid. So anyway, they just give you more selection. So what you can choose is, you know how they have these, uh, the templates before were very geometric. You know, they were just square, you know, rectangular. This one, it flows a bit more. But I think what, um, what everybody's got to realize, because there was a lot of flack going about uh, the EBC program and uh, how people's sales were going down. And, there, you know, there's debate going why. It's, but for the reason your sales are going down is because your images are terrible. You know, if you've got terrible images and you're putting them on enhanced brand content, all you're doing is enhancing terrible in images. Right. You know, you're not enhancing that brand. So this gives you the opportunity to have way more uh, images, way more information. But just think about it when you're posting it. And, um, you know, I love uh, EBC. And with this, uh, I think it's going to give you a lot more um, ability to be creative. And it's really simple. It's the same process. You just have to go into your uh, Seller Central account, go to um, uh, advertising, and then enhance brand content. And you'll see them right there as soon as you put in your SKU. Cool. Have you started actually using them? Or, or just started. Oh, really? Just started. Yeah. We're, we're trying to experiment with um, different designs and also um, using more bullet points that like people don't want to read. You know, when you get those enhanced uh, brand content, it can go on forever. And, yeah. uh, you know, we want to make it short, impactful, and just make that buying experience. Like you, it's kind of like that double, triple, quadruple click. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to spend a lot of time. I just want them to take a look and then click. Right. Okay. And what Norm said, guys, is super important with your images, right? It's enhanced brand content, right? So you want those, those images to be nice. I actually was uh, on a call with somebody else today and they said, you know what? I've gotten products to uh, the top of page one through launches, but then I just fall off. What's going on? And I was like, chances are it was your images. It's just yeah. one of probably four things it could be uh, typically, but yeah, guys, you got to make sure that those are looking good. Yeah, you know, um, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I call it the Brady Bunch. You know, I do the, the old, I, I put my product in the middle, I surround it by the top, uh, um, top competitors, 
and I send it out. Like I'll do a split test. I'll send it out to different people, or I'll use um, Usability Hub. Um, but one way or the other, if people aren't clicking on my image, and they're going to the competitors. I have to relook and rethink whether I should publish that image. I'd rather go back to the photographer and say, "Hey, can you do it this way instead?" And when you get the photographer to do it, get them to do it cap on, cap off, laying on its side. You don't know what people are going to pick for the primary image. You, know, you might see something completely different. Yeah, no, that's super smart. We were just going through some thumbnails on our side uh, and did the exact same thing. We, put, uh, we actually had a search results page and we just Photoshopped. There's probably a million easier ways of doing this, but our guy was here. And he just Photoshopped our thumbnail right into a page of all the top listings. And then we showed it to some people who hadn't seen it before and said, uh, which one of these would you click on? And, uh, you know, it's kind of a bummer when they don't click on yours. Right. But it's super, super awesome information. Cause you're like, well, if they're not clicking on mine, why, why didn't you not click on this? Well, this image, the product is bigger and more like, well, what are they doing differently? And we saw, it was kind of interesting. You know, you have a perfect square for a thumbnail, for example, right? And yep. if you have a product that goes from the, first of all, if you are leaving white space between the, the image and the top and the bottom, your image is going to look smaller. So expand it out. But ours was expanded out. But the other company had theirs kind of laid at an angle. So right. it was corner to corner. So it made it even bigger with this in the same space. So their product looked like it was like 30% larger in that thumbnail than ours. And that's huge. A lot of people don't even know that. Right. So. Yeah, and you know, when, you, when you're doing that, um, do you ever use Usability Hub? I no, you just mentioned it. I'm like, well, tell me about it. What is it? Oh, it's pretty cool. There's different types of split testing you can do with it. Um, but one of the things is I just compare images. So you could take your product listing as it is now, put uh-huh. some new photos, so like Photoshop it in, and then you can just send it out to 250 people in the USA instantly. Within five minutes, you get a result whether you should go with that image or the other image. And so you can their own just users, their own user base. Yeah, their own user base and they're all over the world. So if you're, let's say you're, you want to go on to Amazon UK or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wherever, you can pick directly in the UK, Germany, wherever you want. Oh, nice. I just wrote it down. Usabilityhub.com, yeah. I imagine, right? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, there we go. An extra little nugget. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one, let me see here. Okay, this is kind of cool. Um, it, it's about time. Uh, I, and I'm glad that this happened, but as of January 1st, Amazon uh, will calculate, collect, and remit sales tax um, in Washington state for all third-party sales. So, you know, the big debate, who should collect the sales tax, you know, not the time nor the place, but at least they're doing it. I think it's a step in the right direction. This is going to um, just take a little bit of pressure and, you know, who's supposed to collect the sales tax? Everybody, you know, is arguing about who does it. I'm not going to do it. I am going to do it. Um, but they're going to take care of it. They're going to remit it. And there's nothing we have to do. It's there. You don't have to change any tax settings. Um, there's no charges, of course. There's no extra fees. But there's also no opt-out. So if you don't want to sell to Washington for some reason, I don't know why, uh, you can't say, I'm not going to sell to Washington because of this. Yeah. The other thing that they, um, they published, and I think this is going to be really cool, especially when more states get on board with this, um, you can, you can uh, go to an, your order report. Uh, you can select, I think it's called report type transaction, and there's two columns in there, um, tax collected or tax collection model and tax responsible party. 
And in the tax collection model, you're going to be see, you're going to see who's collected, who's calculated, collected, and remitted, and you'll see Amazon. And then you'll be also be able to see um, the tax responsible party, party being Amazon, and it's the date that it's collected. Okay, that's cool. When do you think? I mean, it would be awesome if Amazon just did this for for all states, right? Just to kind of simplify it for everybody and. You know, the way I looked at it, I was, yeah, I was having this conversation with, with my girlfriend. I was like, you know, it's funny because, you know, you want to think that, hey, this is my, my page, my listing on Amazon. And it's like, it's not, right? Amazon says it's, it's theirs and you're just borrowing that space. Essentially, any buyer can get on there and get the buy box if, unless you've got that protected through trademark. But you don't own it. It's theirs. They don't give you the email address of the customer. It's their customer. They don't want you contacting that customer even though they bought your thing. And I told her, I go, it's kind of like, like a Pepsi truck driver that's delivering the, you know, the, the, the bottles of Pepsi to a convenience store, right? But then that Pepsi driver, because it's his product that the convenience store purchased, it's their, you know, the convenience store is Amazon, for example, but that, that he has to collect the, the taxes on everybody that buys those bottles instead of the convenience store, right? Which is Amazon. So it seems really awkward and backwards to me. And I hope they fix it because I think, I know there's going to be pros and cons. Some people wouldn't want it, but I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, and the other thing about the Amazon collection, like if, if you're working with a service and they're charging you um, to remit the tax remittances mm-hmm. uh, for every state, for a lot of sellers that are just getting started, it's pricey. You know, the people are leaving Amazon because they can't make money because, you know, they've, they're spending $400 just in tax remittances every month. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's going to really help out. I'm, I think it's going to drive... Um, uh, I don't know if that's good for me. A lot more people coming on to Amazon, more competition. I don't mind competition. But um, anyways, yeah, I think it's going to be one big hassle gone if they can get this guy going. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Next. Next. Okay. So this is, it's been around for a bit, but we, we haven't talked about it that much. And it's, um, it's the new FBA returns um, area. So FBA now, like if you go into your inventory, you click uh, inventory planning and then manage FBA returns. It's kind of cool because they have everything in one spot. So, you know, when there was a return, the order number, its status, uh, when the customer was refunded, and you can kind of manage that. But one of the things that uh, our staff does is we go through and we monitor the messages. It's a perfect spot for if, if you've got a problem going on with your, your, um, with your product, if there's a defect issue, not everybody's going to tell you that what the problem is, but a lot of them do. And you can go through and say, oh, the uh, screw fell out, oh, the magnet fell out. And you can go back to your, um, your, your vendor and you, or your supplier and you can tell them, you know, these are the problems that we're having and you can get on it immediately. So it's a nice, um, handy little place to go just to check it out, you know, once a day, once a month, not once a month, maybe once a week, and then just compare and get your VA to go in there or yourself to go in there and check it out. Okay. That's very cool. Before you get on to the next thing, I got a comment on, on, are you out on your porch? It looks very cold out there. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm out on my porch. This is a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful, oh. beautiful background. Awesome. Love it. Oh, I oh, wish I, I was in Hawaii. <laughs> I know, right? It wouldn't look like that. Yeah. All right. So, 
Uh, I got not a notice from Amazon yesterday. Uh -huh. I checked it out. Uh, Two-step verification is really important. I mean, you know, I think everybody needs to have better security on their uh, Seller Central account, on their Amazon account. And it's a pretty simple process to do. So, you know, I put it on. I use Google Authenticator. Uh, do you use that? Uh, I do. So Google Authenticator is super easy. But, like, for me, I'm a real lazy guy. <laughs> I admit it. I'm lazy. And there's a new um, hardware authentication tool out there called YubaKey. Hmm. And uh, it, what it does is that you just you just plug it in, mm -hmm. and then when you go into Amazon or Facebook or any of the um, the um, uh, sites that allow for it, you just press the button and it automatically does this for you. So it's a simple no-brainer. Um, I'm looking at it. I might buy it just to test it out a little bit. But I noticed that uh, I thought, hey, I got to dig into this a bit more because they were just offering this now as another method of authentication. That's cool. I'm going to write this down, YubiKey. It reminds me, maybe it's very similar to the hardware wallets that uh, people are using for cryptocurrency. Right. right? Where you yeah. 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 So, and you've got to press the button before. Exactly. It, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think those are, I mean, they, they're essentially hacker proof, I guess is what they're saying. So, um, that's very cool. Awesome. Right, can, by the way, can they get that on? I imagine you can buy that on Amazon. You probably can, but I went to Yubi. It's, it's Y-U-B-I-Key.com. Okay. They have three or four different models there you can choose from. What do they cost? Uh, they're not expensive. They're under $100. I think the one I was looking at was 55 Okay, cool. Awesome. Good tip. Uh, next. So this is good news, bad news. Uh -oh. So if you're in apparel or if you're in shoes, <laughs> the shoe category, uh, you're probably going to cringe at this. But Amazon just extended its uh, return, your, uh, your, its return date mm -hmm. from Purchases made in November to December 31st can now be returned by January the 31st for full refund. So most people, that's not a bad thing. You know, people are going to use your product. Mm. Guys that are selling shoes and party stuff that you can wear to parties and that, well, <laughs> I just find that a lot of these guys get a heck of a lot of returns because, you know, oh, I got this really great pair of $300 shoes. I've used it. I look good. Now I'm returning it to them. I shouldn't say that, actually. So I don't yeah. want to no, I, it happens like crazy, right? With, with apparel, especially. Are they doing this, uh, Norm, because uh, people are gifting everything, so they want to give everybody a little bit more time? It's just, just through January this one time? Yeah, I think that's what it is, because if you take a look at the spikes in sales, everybody thinks December sales are the big month, right? November, December. They don't realize that watch till around January 15th, because those are all those holiday gift cards being spent, and usually it takes up to January 15th. So I think that's probably the reason why they've extended it out to January 31st. Okay, awesome, cool, very good. Next, next? let's do the next one. <laughs> all right, so this is pure convenience for all us third-party sellers. If you're prime or non-prime um, self-fulfilled, uh, they, uh, Amazon has introduced the new um, bulk label shipping labels, bulk shipping labels. Hmm. And so it's incredibly simple. I just tried it out. I wanted to make sure it worked. Uh, so you just go into your managed orders, any of the orders that come in that day for any uh, F, uh, FBM orders, like uh, prime or non-prime, uh, self-fulfilled. Um, you just go in, you check the box, you um, 
you can just select everything that's there or select uh, individual orders. And then you just click uh, uh, buy shipping labels and hit go. The next thing that you're going to have to do is just like, um, yeah, it's very simple. It's just uh, you're updating or uh, validating your, or your weight, you're validating your shipping service, you're declaring the value, and then you click buy labels. It is that simple right now. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that is simple. All right. It's such a relief. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good, good. Okay. This one is really cool. I don't know about you. I, we were talking about it a bit before, but reserved inventory. You see that? You, you, you go into your managed order, your inventory, manage inventory, and you click on the um, inventory in stock, and you see half your inventory is gone. It's in reserve. It's gone. You don't know how long it's going to be gone for, mm -hmm. and people don't realize you know, why it's gone. So Amazon's come out with this tool. It's called the um, Reserve Status Tool. And I found it uh, this week. It's really easy to use. Um, so if you get stuck and you, um, you want to take a look at why or where your um, inventory is being reserved, mm -hmm. you can just click the ASIN. You go over to the search bar and you type in uh, reserved inventory. The reserved inventory, and this is in the search bar, in your top right in Seller Central, it'll come down with a default. And you, you just click, it says reserved inventory, and there's going to be a tool that pops up. It, it self-populates, and it's, uh, it says enter your ASIN. You click it, and it's going to tell you whether your ASIN is, um, uh, whether it's in reserve, or it's going to give you two codes, FC transfer or FC processing. And what's the difference? FC transfer, what, they're, what Amazon's always trying to do is where they can, um, where or who is buying the products. Mm -hmm. So they're shuffling around your inventory trying to maximize efficiencies. So, uh, you know, you might be getting a lot of orders in Florida, but your stock's in L.A. It's a lot easier if they ship 50 units over to Florida to cover that. So this can take time, and that's called FC transfer. That's uh, Fulfillment Center Transfer. And that can take usually a day to five days, but uh, they even warn you it can take up to 30 days. Mm, okay. And then there's the other one called FC processing. I fell into this last week. It was really frustrating. We were talking about it. Um, one of my orders was delisted and for no reason, I got no warning, no nothing. If I would have used this tool, I would have found out right away. Um, anyways, uh, the, when you see FC processing, all it's telling you is Amazon needs to do something with the product. They're either checking it for verification uh, on, on dimensions or weight, um, or it might be pending an investigation for some reason. Hmm. And so when you do that, you're going to see that right away. And if you don't see FC transferring, if you, see, you don't see FC processing, then open up a case and find out, you know, uh, from Amazon why there's a problem with your listing. A really cool tool. It is cool. So on the on Seller Central on your inventory page, you've got the reserved column, and then there's a little button that you click, and it opens up. Uh, it gives you a little bit of information. This takes it beyond that point, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. I didn't even know that. So I'm gonna try that. How did you find out about that one? Was that I, uh, no? I think uh, one of my VAs just sent it to me. Oh, and, really? Isn't and, that uh, funny? Yeah, it's just that they, and this is where a lot of this happens mm -hmm. is, you know, people are seeing things either in chat rooms, FBA or uh, Facebook groups. And yeah. um, it's funny that Amazon doesn't, um, doesn't have a better way of updating updates, you know, yeah. updating the sellers. And by the way, guys, if you've already heard any of these things and you go, this is not new to me or this is whatever it might be, 
just remember that what somebody else thinks is a nugget might be very common to you and vice versa. I, I know this happens to you all the time. Norm, it happens to me. We take for granted what we know a lot of times. We're like, oh, everybody knows this. And yeah. then find out that you tell them and they're like, their mind is blown. And you're like, really? That was so basic to me. And you were talking about, uh, what was it? Usability hub. I had never yeah. heard of it. To you, you're like, like you use it every, you know, uh, all the time. So I think this kind of stuff is cool. There's always going to be something for everybody. So, right. So, yeah. 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 And, it, you know, Amazon is such a big beast. You, you yeah. know, you're learning something like you hear it and you just go, wow. And you find out that, oh, you know, this person that just got onto Amazon selling is using it. And I've been selling for some time. I have no idea about it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that was a lot of stuff. Is there even more? Is that it? I got two small things. This right. is just kind of this is cool because I think this is what Amazon, where Amazon's going. So you think Amazon's not in the retail business, right? Whole Foods, uh -huh. <laughs> um, Amazon <laughs> pop-up stores. Have you heard about this? No, I, I, other than you briefly mentioning it. Yeah, no. It's, it, it's incredible. Um, I think we're gonna see a lot more of this, but I saw an article just recently, Amazon has teamed up with Calvin Klein in New York and LA and they've got these little stores, these little kiosks now, where you can go in and have these incredible buying experiences. Hmm. And it's just a standard kiosk? Or what do they mean by incredible buying experiences? Well, uh, there's no shopping. You're always going to get the lowest possible price. Uh, not shopping. There's no shopping. Duh. Um, <laughs> there's no price tags on the product. So you just go in and you scan it. So it's okay. just the way that it's all, um, like the, the way it's presented, the way it looks. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's, it's a nice, it's a different way of shopping. Yeah, it's, well, we're, we're a decade away from going to Amazon restaurants and driving Amazon cars. And, uh, we're a year away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazon, yeah, you're right. They're getting into everything. So yeah. crazy. All right, one more. What do you got? Okay, and this is sort of for the holidays. I thought this was kind of fitting because uh -huh. we don't want to see people and sellers get nailed with uh, late shipment charges. And, you know, people ask me, you know, what do you do when you're on holidays? Like, we're entrepreneurs. Uh, I can't be 24-7. So whether it's a holiday or if it's a, a birthday or you go on vacation, um, there is a vacation mode. You can go in. It's extremely simple. You go into settings, you go to your account info, and then I think it's called a listing status, but right beside it, it's a going on vacation. You just click it, and all the marketplaces that you're in, you'll have an option to activate or um, delist the product uh, while you're traveling. Now, what this will allow you to do is you can inactivate, you can make the products inactive, but if you get a message, you are still responsible for answering that message within 24, uh, in, within 24 hours. Okay. So, but you don't have the pressure of having to be on Amazon if you're going from here to Europe or wherever and you're worried about late shipments. So, right. what, yeah. what is the difference, Norm? Do you know the difference between that and just, I mean, obviously that will close all your listings, but let's say you only had, or sorry, it puts, it puts them on pause. But if you only have one ASIN, let's say, is there any difference between doing that and closing the listing? That particular ASIN, you know, you know, where you hit, click edit and then you say close listing. And then when you come back, you can just. That's probably just, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, like I close my listings all the time when I'm getting low in inventory. Um, so, uh, and, and that's basically doing the same thing. 
but again, for seller fulfilled, right? So you want FBM, you want yeah. to put it on hold. I'll just put the whole thing on because, you know, why would you keep one going and not all right. of them? So it's a great way of bulk do, doing it to, to all of them at once. Yeah, right. Very cool. Okay, awesome. Well, that was good. There was a lot of good stuff here. It's amazing that so many new things happen in such a short amount of time since the last time we actually did this. So right. Amazing. I see, I see the word amazing under your beard there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, any amazing.com conference attendees? Oh, yeah. Say, say, say hello in the comments, guys. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that was great. I love, we're going to keep doing this on a regular basis. We know this now. It's going to be fun. I got to come up with a nickname for you, something like the Oracle or the, uh, I don't know. You'll, you'll always seem- as long as it's not the gnome. <laughs> the gnome? <laughs> I love it. Maybe you're going to be the gnome. No, it's got to be something with information because you always have, I don't know where you get it all. It's always so, all right, cool guys. Well, if you have any more questions for either one of us, or if you want to, if you have some really cool things that you've discovered or learned or things we didn't cover at all, post them up in the comments. And then that way, Norm can, can go through and, and kind of uh, grab the good stuff and we could talk about it on the next episode. But yeah, we, you know, it's better when we have a community of people that are coming in and giving us all this information because we can't cover everything. Right. So, yeah. So any final words? I was going to say Gnome. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> Come on. You got me. Oh, too. gosh. I think I'm in that now. Oh, my God. No, just I think this is going to be the last time we're going to be doing this before the holidays. So just wishing everybody, you know, a happy holiday and uh, we'll see you back in the new year. For sure, guys. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Keep on crushing it. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com. 